Kingdom citizens. Oh, why am I always calling y'all kingdom citizens? Friends, y'all, we are friends. We're friends. We're friends. Hey, guys. We are back. Um, Wanted to, you know, show y'all what I got on. Told y'all come back with my kingdom citizen. Got on my sweatshirt. It says kingdom citizen. I don't do church. I am the church that is on. I will put the link in the comments so you guys can go ahead and purchase your own kingdom citizen tea as well so you can represent for the kingdom. All right. Um, so as you can tell um, on the back wall here, I have no more church friends. So tonight's conversation, we are talking about friendships. Um, so that was like, that was requested uh, many times by the friends, y'all. Um, and so we're going to talk about it tonight. So no more church friends. Smitha, what do you mean no more church friends? Well, stay tuned. Go ahead and share this. So that way, if you can't finish watching this all out, you can go back to it. Okay, so you can come back to it. Um, but share it, like it, comment. Let us know that you're here. Let us know where you're from. Hey, guys. All right. So let's get the friends on. Hey, Monica. Hello. How are, How are you? you? Good. Good. I love your hair. Yes. Thank you. I'm trying something different. Yes. <laughs> love it. Hey, Lafayette. Hey, y'all. Come on, Monica with the blonde. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, um, Villard is not able to make it. Y'all hear each other? Everybody sound good? I can hear you. Okay. Okay. All right. So yeah, well, I couldn't make it tonight, unfortunately. Um, so it's gonna be us three having this conversation. And as you guys can tell on my wall, I have no more, no more church friends. Okay. So we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> um. So I guess I guess to start off, um, church friends. Let's define it. Let's define it. Church friend. How would you define church friend? You got it, Monica. <laughs> well, I will define it simply. Somebody that you meet in the church, that you're frequently around, that you um, kind of just automatically take on as a friend because you're just frequently around them. Um, and yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good or bad thing, but it's just somebody that you kind of picked up because you are always around them at church. I agree with Monica. <laughs> yeah, you summed that up very well, yes. <laughs> right. Um, and, <laughs> a church friend, okay, is a person that um, we met at church. And so they're a church friend. Now the reason why um, now, the reason why I just had to make that distinction is that we can understand why we said no more church friends. Because literally how we explained it is literally just that. A friend we met at church. Yeah. may not even be a friend, but yeah. You said what? I said it may not even be a friend, but they are church friends still. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We put them in that category anyway. Right. Category. And then... Cause we're gonna talk about friendships, so I guess you just mentioned something I gotta ask. So I feel like a lot of people get this twisted, but does that mean or does it mean that um, the people at church does that necessarily make them your friend, or do you have to be their friend? So Christians, should I be every friend's every Christian's friend? Should I go to a church and I gotta be everybody's friend? Yes, no, maybe so. What y'all think? That's a strong no for me. Um, you have to guard your heart, so. Uh, whether it's at church, at work, at school, anywhere, um, you have to be careful of whoever you let in your space because everybody does not have your best interest at heart. Yes, I agree. And just because they are, you know, at church with you does not necessarily mean that they are still following the same ideals or having the same values that you have. So just because they're at church does not necessarily mean that they're going to be a great influence in your life. All right, well, so then, okay, talking about they're not, may not be, we got to guard our hearts, they might not be good influences. So, do we have to like every Christian? No. But you got to love them. 
<laughs> you got to love them. You ain't got to like them. And what right. that looks like, because I feel like people say that all the time, but they don't ever actually explain it. That means like if you saw your brother and sister standing out in the rain, right, and you got a car and you ain't in no rush or nowhere, you may not like them. But the godly thing would be, hey, let me get you a ride real quick. I don't like you, but I'm going to show the love of God today. Or how you doing today, brother and sister? I don't care for you, but let me actually care about how you're doing because maybe I can help you. So, yeah. Right. And that's the Holy Ghost that allows you to do that. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> that's not flesh. Right. <laughs> 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 and literally like and it's so crazy how god would literally put you in a position where you may not like them for real but you got to help them you got to show that love like god has a sense of humor right? yep. yes it's um, always those situations always <laughs> yep <laughs> all right um so i guess then so we talked about church friends and then i guess people are probably like okay well y'all talked about church friends so if you define a church friend like that, well, what about the godly community? Like, what about that? And so, you know, on the Being One podcast, I refer to listeners of the podcast as Kingdom Citizens. So my next question will be then, what, we define a church friend. So what is the difference between a church friend and a kingdom, a kingdom friend? Or a church friend, friend is simply that. It's somebody you met in the building of the church. Um, that you now associate as your friend. But a kingdom friend is somebody that is following Christ. You know, it's eager to follow Christ, has a hunger for Christ. It's going to hold you accountable. It's going to tell you when you're wrong. Um, they're going to make sure that if you need something, you they're there for you. When you're when they're when you're down and you know and they're up, they're able to kind of balance. You're able to balance each other out. Versus sometimes the church friends, it's kind of like, well, since we're here together, you know, let's just call each other friends. And with that, it comes a lot of negativity sometimes. Um, and I know we're going to get into that a little bit later. Um, but I think a lot of people feel obligated when they're in the church. And let's say you're in the youth group, right? And you have all of these different kids your age or teens your age, and they automatically expect y'all to just be best friends. And it's kind of like, well, do y'all really know the characteristics of these people? Like, do you know really who they are, who they pretending to be? Like, but these are the things that we normally see outside of the church, or sometimes we see it in the church too. So just because they're in that physical building does not necessarily mean that you are obligated to be friends with them. But like, like, like Lafayette was just saying, you still have to love them because because yes, we're still brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, and I would say the difference is a church friend, you're friends by association. Like you're friends because, like every, like we've reiterated times, like so many times, like a church friend is somebody, oh, we're in the music department together. Let's go out to eat. Now we keep going out to eat and now we started some friendship, not even on purpose. Um, a kingdom friend, I think it is intentional. I think that, it is somebody who may be further along or you may be further along in your walk than them and you all help each other in different areas. Y'all are friends. You know, y'all can still go out to eat and have a good time, too. But it's more of a partner to help you through the journey of trying to become who God has called you to be. Yeah, that's good. Um, the distinction, like Monica mentioned, that y'all are literally friends because y'all in the same building. Like, you know, um, and so with the, the kingdom friend, like Lafayette, we were saying how it's intentional, right? Because sometimes like, like for family, like we don't, we can't choose our family. We just were born and this is our family, right? So sometimes with our, like when we go to church, like, because like we can't choose the friends in there. Like they put us all together to say, all right, well, I got to talk to you. got to talk to me. Like, I guess, you know, whatever. But with like kingdom friends. I feel like this is where we have a say in a sense or we're, you know, choosing someone or God is choosing someone and it's more intentional, right? We might not, they might not even go to the same church as you. You might've met them online. You know what I mean? But this is a kingdom friend because like Monica was saying, or Lafayette was saying, like, they gonna hold you accountable, right? They might be further along or they might be on that journey with you. Like you guys, you have someone who is truly following Christ and y'all truly following Christ together, holding each other accountable rather than someone who just at church because they mama told them they need to be up. <laughs> right. So I love to get into stories because everybody have different experiences. Um, and so I guess I want to ask, like, do you have any stories or any counselors 
that maybe you were like, yeah, that's a church friend or, oh, wow, this is what a kingdom friend really looks like. Enlighten us. Share. I'll go first. I was the church friend. So what that looked like is, okay, we all going to church and we're all doing church together. But after church, oh, y'all want to go grab drinks? Y'all want to do this? Y'all want to go to the club? Y'all want to, you know, like just stuff that could easily have deterred people. And the Bible warns against that. Like, um, I, I can't quote it directly, but uh, deterring um, children of like, I guess, babes in Christ, deterring them from the walk, like God holds us accountable for that. So it's like, you know, that, I don't know how to say it, but yeah, that was me. I was that person. Like, come on, let's go do all the wrong and then let's go to church and let's just keep pretending, basically. <laughs> I agree as well. I was that church friend and I also had those church friends. Um, and that's why I saw nothing wrong with it growing up. It was kind of just like, OK, well, we're all here. But we all like to do what we want to do. I think we had one thing in common, the fact that we were forced to go. Now, some people, you know, they were forced to go, but they still enjoyed it. Um, in my case, it wasn't until I got into like high school that I semi and started enjoying church. But before I actually knew and understood what was going on, I didn't. Um, and I kind of clicked up with the church friends that were feeling the same way. So what we would kind of do, you know, those conversations, they were not appropriate. They weren't appropriate for our age. They weren't appropriate for church. They weren't appropriate for godly kingdom citizens. Um, and I just began to realize that a lot of the negative influences that I learned, they came from those church friends. It didn't necessarily come from people people outside the church, you know, and I could say it came from school, but they went to school with me. Um, and that's where I learned a lot of the things that kind of took me on a negative turn in life. Not saying that it messed up my life, not saying that I wasn't able to make it out of it, but it did set me back in many different areas. And those church friends definitely had that influence. And just like I had that influence on some other people. Um, I had church friends that were my age and I also had church friends that were older than me. Church friends that were in their thirties, church friends that were in their late twenties. Um, like they were still my age, giving me a lot of insight that I should not have had. And I'll just be very specific specific about sex and about, um, you know, it's one thing to talk about sex. We want to have those conversations about sex in the church, but it's another one you condone it. Um, and that was what I was facing. I thought it was okay in a sense. Like, you know, you learn it in the Bible. The Lord says do not have sex before marriage. So of course, you know, it's wrong. But when you have those church friends that are here with you for the same purpose as you, but yet they are saying, it's all right, girl, go ahead and do it. Like you ain't do it yet. Like it really makes you begin to contradict, you know, in your mind. And it's like almost having God here and then Satan on the other side and you're having to toggle between the two to see what really is the part that you're trying to like really um you know decide upon and it shouldn't it be it shouldn't even be a, a deciding factor and i feel like if you have those kingdom citizens in your life you are constantly redirected to the side and the voice of god because that's what they're there for that's why it's so important that we are intentional about getting those kingdom friends and not just saying oh just because we're all in the church means that i'm obligated to be friends with everybody in the church um because it can set us back more than it can help us. You're on mute. Oh. I said, listen, my life, my life. Um, Tyra said, all my friends from church was wow. And it's so funny mm -hmm. because like we had like this negative connotation anyways, and they're just like, oh, you a church girl? Oh, y'all is wild or whatever. And they was right. Like, they was right. <laughs> And that's crazy that like it it's crazy that they were so on point and it's crazy where I was just like, what are you talking about? And then I finally got those church friends and I was just like, oh, they was right. Like they was right. Um and it's so funny because like now, like I don't even want to be called a church. I don't even call me that. Like call me a kingdom girl. Like don't call me a church girl because I don't want that like name on me because they don't it's not a good rep. It's not a good rep. <laughs> not all the time, anyways. Um but it's so true and i feel as though especially like people who are new like new in christ um that may not understand um they can get caught up a lot of times in church politics when they assume that because that person is in church that person is a godly influence or a godly friend or a kingdom friend right um so i guess i know we, we kind of define like a church friend but i guess how like what are the signs 
um, outside of like, I know like Monica was talking about, you know, being in their ear saying like, oh, you ain't do it yet. You ain't have sex yet. Kind of enabling you to do things, doing doing the things of the world, right? Um, but what are some of like the red flags or red signs that, yeah, no, I don't need to really talk more with this person. Go ahead. Here is one. When they are intimidated by your growth. If you are around anybody from the church or just anybody in general, if you have a friend that cannot acknowledge that you are progressing and every time, you know, you do something good or every time you make the decision to do something good or you make the decision to change or be better. And they're like, girl, why are you doing that? You ain't do that before. You used to go to the club with us. Why you went, why you don't want to go no more? Why you don't want to drink no more? What's wrong with you? Like anybody that's intimidated by your growth, anybody that's saying or tries to throw your past back in your face. That's not a true friend. Um, that's somebody that's trying to see you stay back with them. And the thing about a kingdom citizen or a kingdom friend, you guys should be trying to grow together. So if you do see your friend is moving along, that's when you reach back and you help them come along with you. Versus church friends, sometimes they see you moving on. It's like, uh-uh, come back over here, girl. We need to go out. We need to go have like, and they don't necessarily appreciate what God is doing in your life uh, because they don't necessarily understand it. And that's why it's so important to have kingdom friends that have that ideology, kingdom friends that are in the word consistently, kingdom friends that have a relationship with Christ because now y'all on the same page. It's just like being equally up in a relationship. Like y'all gotta be on the same page. If not, when you begin to grow, your spouse gonna be looking at you like, wait a minute, that's not the same person I met. That's not the same person that I knew I was gonna be with. So what what are you doing? Like, nah, you have to go come back over here or we gonna break up. And I know we're gonna have that conversation about friends too. Like sometimes y'all need to break off some of y'all friends. Sometimes I, it was times where I had to break off of some of my friends because I realized that, hey, y'all not moving, y'all not growing, y'all not progressing. And it's not that I can't talk to them anymore. It's not that I have to shun them now. It's just a matter of for my growth, for my sanity, for who, what, who God is calling me to be. There's certain areas in my life that I just can't take you along with. So you have to know when to cut some people off. You have to know when to just kind of break away and you got to allow God to do that for you. A lot of us, we want to still hold on to what's familiar even when God tries to move us forward. And he's like, no, let it go. That friendship was for that season. I was teaching you something in that season. There's some things that you were supposed to learn in that season, but don't try to take that with you where you're going. That's good. I would say another <laughs> red flag. I would say another red flag, and this is very simple. Like, and I live by this now. That little gut feeling, that Holy Spirit telling, like, signaling you that something is wrong. Follow it. If you are around people and you like, I don't, I don't know if I should be doing. Y'all sure this okay? That ain't the thing to do. Even if it's not explicitly written in the Bible, oh, this is a sin. Oh, this is wrong. The Holy Spirit is convicting you. Don't do it. Right. That, that's not, you know. Yeah. He gives us that for a reason. He does. Discernment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he and does. I say that because maybe we may not. We may not know all the way, right? We may not be so adverse in the word. Um, we may not be as seasoned. And so it's like, I mean, yeah, y'all seem like y'all have wisdom, but discernment is everything. And discernment is something you can literally ask God for. Like what Lafayette was saying, like you just might get a little gut feel. You may not know it's the Holy Spirit yet, right? But it's like, okay, these are not the people I should really be hanging with, although they are at church. Um, and I, I have another question to follow up, but we're talking about like the signs and red flags of someone not being a godly person, someone not being a kingdom friend that you should even associate yourself with. Um, Monica mentioned, you know, they will be intimidated by you. Um, and if they also have to remind you, like along with intimidation, if they have to remind you like of what you used to do, like, girl, are you doing too much? And it's so crazy. I used to get that all the time. Like, how am I doing too much by following the word of God? Right. Like, do we not sit in service and listen to the same sermon? Like, like, did you not go up to the altar? Like, are we not truly repenting? Like, it, it's weird, right? Because all it all it is, like, you, you'll notice those people that literally just play church, right? Like, you would know the difference. Like, you'll start to see that, like, okay, they really just play in church. They really have it down packed. They don't want to say hallelujah. They, want, they don't want to scream amen. But outside of church, when it's a whole different conversation, literally minutes after we done heard a sermon, something ain't right. Something ain't right, right? Something is not right. Um, and I feel like that's another sign as well. Listen to the conversations that they're having outside of church. Sometimes they don't even wait till after they leave the building. All right, after somebody's not on that mic, what are they saying? Also, 
if you're sitting next to someone in church and all all they're whispering in your ear is something about someone else. Oh, look what she done came in the church with. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me you're so worried about what someone is coming up with that you're not listening to the sermon? You're not listening to what's going on? Or, right? Or um, they're, you know, praise and worship is going on. Oh, look, she's off key. Like, they got everything to say, but they're not in tune with what's going on. They're not truly in tune with what's going on in the atmosphere. They're not truly in tune with the Holy Spirit. Those are red flags. Like, that's not something to be like, okay, well, it's no well. Like, why are you not engaged with the service, right? Like, those are things where I'm just like, "Mm, I don't know about you. Yeah, and I be, I honestly became cognizant of those church friends or those people that were just going through the motions when I realized that I was doing the same thing. When I realized that there was more to church than what I was going there for, that's when I started having a different perspective. So if you feel like you are a church friend right now or you have church friends, don't necessarily take that to mean that, you know, you're doing something wrong or whatever the case is, but just take it to mean that now there's another perspective here. And that means that what you are going to church for you're not going for the right reasons and it's really important that we do become more cognizant of our real and true purpose of going to church and that's not just for friends but that's also there we're there to really hear from God to witness him in a mighty way and also to fellowship amongst other kingdom citizens so just because you sit in that building does not necessarily make you you know, a follower of Christ. You know what I mean? Like you have to willingly want that. You have to yearn for that. When you're in that building, you can't be focused on everything else that's going on. And I began to pay very close attention to the conversations, like Sam was saying, that were going on during church and even after church. Listen, during the fellowship hall, people got broken down so much in that fellowship hall. A place that had such a good purpose, that was supposed to have such a good purpose. People were in there talking about each other. Girl, did you see her? Did you see what she had on? Instead of saying, let me go over to her. Let me um let her know. Maybe I can give her some clothes because you never know what people are even going through, but yet you talking down on somebody. Like, and you don't realize what that does to them. You don't realize who you are affecting. Your words, there is power. The power of life and death lies within the tongue. And that's why it's so important that we know who we are. We know who we're dealing with. And we also know what's going on around us. You gotta be more cognizant of what's going on in that church building. I feel like a lot of us, we get comfortable for the longest. I I was comfortable in the church. Like I know everybody here, we're here for the right cause, we're here for the right reasons, but that's not necessarily true. So if we're doing that and if we're here and we, what are we really getting out of this? We literally play in church. So it took me stop playing church for me to realize who my true, who my true friends were and also to realize what was right and what was wrong that was going on. So true. So true. Hey, um, like me like I just like look you know <laughs> so true so true and you know sometimes like what you said like that that was me like once I stopped playing church and I got tired of playing church because I realized like all right this is a cycle and all we're doing is playing church like friends got cut off like I just I was growing and I didn't need you hindering my growth I didn't need you reminding me of what I did last year I didn't need you reminding me or you yeah. putting my ear talking about oh you doing too much you you doing too much like i didn't need that right so some people just got cut off and i just talked to them like but talking about we talked about church friends talked about kingdom um kingdom friends um but sometimes okay people will be like all right cool i hear y'all y'all are y'all are making the distinction between church friends and kingdom friends but what if these kingdom friends are acting holier than thou and i can't be their friend like so what y'all gonna tell me to do with that because at least the church friends were fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's true too. I can only love you. Take this one. Okay. Um, well, I would say this because um, I disagree with y'all. What y'all said uh, a moment ago. Oh. Um, <laughs> so not all the way though. Like just some parts of it. So I would say this: like people go through seasons. You don't know always why. No, let me let me backtrack. Some people are bad for you. Point blank. Period. Some church people are not good for you. However, there are other church people, just like any other human, they go through things. And when they go through things, they put it out on others. So that may come out talking about people, being nasty, being rude. And that may be a season of that of their life, but that doesn't keep them there forever. So like, let's say I just lost somebody in my family and I'm bitter. So now I come to church still 
And maybe I was on fire for God, but now I talk about people and I dog people out and I do them wrong. Like that doesn't mean that I'm gonna just count you off. Like I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna judge your praise. I'm not gonna do none of that. You off right now, so I'm gonna just step away for a minute and I'm gonna give you time to come back and you know try it again, you know, whatever. And if you keep doing that, I think that when it becomes a thing of cycles, that's when you need to make that distinction. I think we should give everybody a chance to self-correct. Um, and don't be cutthroat. That's not the kind of God we serve. He's not a cutthroat God. Like, well, he can be, but you know, we serve a God of grace and mercy. And he tells us to, um, show that same grace and that same mercy to others and give them chances after chance. After chance. Seven times 70, is it? I just want to add that in there. So I guess not a full disagreement, but just something to add, like, you know, people go through things and I think that's important to note. And that sometimes is why. They act out now to the whole thing about um, I like my unsaved friends better. I don't know yet because I like my unsaved friends better a lot of times. Um, and it's not because of, um, you know, oh, they're more fun. I just feel like sometimes we as Christians get the rep of being judgmental or not realistic or, you know, kind of out of touch with reality. Um, so I think that. I think that's a lot of reason why people just automatically like I'd just rather stick with my friends that I had before I crossed over into sanctification and whatnot. So I would just say um, as far as that, I don't know, like if you have friends that are out of touch with reality and they are Christians, um, I don't think those are the right friends. If you feel like they're out of touch, those aren't the friends for you, even though they may because every kingdom citizen isn't your friend either. So like we're all assigned to each other in different ways, in my opinion. So. Me and Samantha might be friends till we die. And me and Monica may be on speaking terms only. We're all saved. We all love the Lord. But I don't connect with Monica. So I'm not going to talk to Monica. I'm going to talk to Samantha. Like, did I answer it? I feel like I <laughs> Yeah. Um, that did. And then, uh, hey, Keila, she said, yeah, we should give people grace, which I agree. So I, yeah. I'm glad that Lafayette made that, like, that disclaimer. That's not, yeah, that distinction, because that's not how me and Monica, like, we... Right. But it's right. no, because I understand that where it's like, of course, like, um, and I feel like a lot of times people will cut people off prematurely, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're saying, Lafayette, that there may be seasons, like they may be going through something right now, right? But so how they might be treating you, how they might be acting might not be so malicious where it's like, you know, they're being malicious towards you. It could be them acting out out of hurt, right? And so you have to have that discernment again to know is this someone that I need to cut off because they're being detrimental to me or they're being malicious towards me or are they going through something and God placed me here and I need the wisdom. I need to see God about how to deal with this friend. Right. So it's not awesome. Like, are we savage? Can't cut, cut everybody off. <laughs> it's like, okay. Because what happens a lot of times because this person is your church friend. Right. And they start engaging in like gossip or whatever. Like, listen, we, we, you know, um, then if it's if it's getting you like you're not right what's going on and you're like you know over here entertaining what they're talking about right it becomes mm -hmm. your growth and that's where you're just like okay either you're gonna like you know be above the influence or you're gonna be like okay i can you know whatever and either they're gonna they're gonna get the gist and they're gonna you know comply or whatever but if it's a constant every Sunday, every Wednesday, I come and you're always in my ear and I'm leaving here empty. Like I didn't hear nothing the pastor was saying. All I can remember is what sister so-and-so had on because that's all you were talking in my ear. There's an issue. All right. Either we got to change of sign of seat. You got to sit somewhere else in the church. Or when they text you, where are you? Where are you seated? You don't respond back. Like you got to do what you got to do. Yes, I totally agree. Um, and when I say cut people off, I mean, literally, like if it's hindering your growth, you got to do what you got to do. Like, you know, God, he, we have to be very intentional and that comes through discernment and God is going to speak to you. God is going to tell you people who need to be in your life and people who do not. Um, like that's, for example, my ex, you know, we may be friends now, whatever the case is, but we were in a relationship before God told me to cut that off. And I had to cut that off. Like that had to end. Um, and I feel like sometimes we want to still hold on to it. Like, but God, you know, they don't mean no harm. Like, you know, they just having a good time. God, they used to be me. Like, I can't just, 
just cut them off like that. But listen, if God says to do it, we have to. And he doesn't mean cut them off, like shun them, like I said, and stop talking to them or whatever the case is. He still wants you to pray for them. He still wants you to tell them when they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. He still wants you to give them praise and congratulate them when they're doing good. But it doesn't mean that you have to have them at your hip all the time just because y'all in church together. And I feel like a lot of people get that confused. They feel like just because we're here together, we got to always be together. There will be times where I go to church and I just know that there was a person I did not want to come in contact with because they were just so negative. Even at school, there's certain people at school that I don't want to come in contact with every day because you're just so negative. You're draining. And if they're draining you like that, they are not supposed to be attached to you that close because we're supposed to shine our light. And if they're dimming that in any way, that's not going to fly. So, you know, if you really do feel like that's a close friend and you don't want to lose that relationship or that friendship, well, then you also have to make the, the decision and be um, very intentional about being transparent with them and letting them know how you feel about how they're making you feel. Um, you know, if somebody's around you and then they're, they're draining everything you got. Like, listen, listen here. You know, we, I know we cool. I know we close. I know we hang out a lot. But, you know, when you're so negative, like that does affect me. And I just can't allow that to continue. But I feel like that's something that we have to be comfortable having too. those conversations. You know, you can't just cut somebody off and be like, okay, I'm not talking to them no more. Like, and then they wondering like, well, what happened? Because then when you do become a kingdom citizen or whatever the case is, they looking at you like, well, she just thinks she holier than thou or she better than anybody else. Like, oh, oh, so she used to be over here. She used to could talk to us, but now all of a sudden she can't talk no more. Like got a whole attitude when you know it's not that, but because you weren't transparent about your walk, guess what? Their breakthrough could have been um, attached to your transparency. If you would have shown them like, yes, listen, yeah, I used to be over there negative with you too, but now I see a different light. I see something that different. I see God's calling me to something different. This is what God is calling me to. And God could do the same thing for you, but you can't continue to operate the same way that you're doing it. And I almost guarantee you that they probably will make some changes because when you have that influence, when you can directly see people progressing, I don't see why you would want to stay down. Honestly, it's like right now during this pandemic, I see people becoming millionaires overnight. I'm like, listen, I can't stay here in this position. Like I got to do better. And I need those friends that are going to push me. Like, girl, get that, get that going. Girl, write that book. Like I need those people in my life. But if I'm sticking with the people that's draining me, that's having all this negative energy, I'm not going to grow. So sometimes God cuts those people not out of your life, but it's just simply he distanced you from them. So that way he can introduce you to some new people that are going to promote you to your ultimate purpose. Amen. Yeah. Um, Tyra says, I think every group has that one firm. Um, that not, oh, one friend that may not be there like the rest of the group. And that's okay too. I have a friend. We call her the wild one, but respects me and has never tried to get me out of my character. I think it even balances. So going back to what we were talking about, um, previously, um, Lafayette, that, that, that what he answered is like, okay, if, um, you know, we, 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 we not too close with our first friends, we're not hanging with them like that. Cause you know, y'all talking about, they may have bad influence and, and, you know, my church friends do have bad influence, but these kingdom citizens y'all are talking about, they acting holier now and they got fun. Right. So Lafayette answered and he was just like, look, um, I like my unsafe friends because they cool and they keep it real. <laughs> So let me hear from Monica. What you got to say about that? Listen, them uh, sometimes kingdom friends, you're not a real kingdom friend if you can't go back where you came from and help pull them church friends out of the gutter. Listen, if you get up there and you just start saying that, oh, God took me out, he brought me out. Uh, <laughs> you're not telling nobody how, you're not sharing your story. You know what I mean? Like, what what are you really doing? Are you truly a kingdom citizen? Because we are, we are meant to share the good news. That is our job. And if we're not doing that, we're doing a disservice to not only ourselves, but the people, God's children. We're doing a disservice to them. Um, think about it like this. When you were a church friend, something had to touch you, whether it was a person, their words, their story, whether it was the word of God, whether it was his voice, whether it was a bumper stick, I don't care what it was. Something had to reach out to you. Something got your attention. So you could be that person for somebody else. So instead of looking down on somebody else, look at it like this. I'm trying to pull you up from where you are because guess what? I've been there and I'm glad that I'm not there anymore. And I hate to see my brothers and sisters in Christ still there too because of ignorance. Because at the end of the day, that's normally what 
it is. Or that, or it's just like, I haven't seen anything better, so why I'm gonna try to push for anything better? So they see that you are doing better, you are doing greater, then they see, oh wow, it's possible. Like I really can do this church thing. It's not as bad as I thought. And true church is full of kingdom citizens. Period. That's a real, that's the purpose of a church. If you just got bodies in there, listen, that's just, you might as well call it, I don't know what you want to call it, a school. I guess you're learning something, but you're not really getting nothing out of it. So, I mean, I don't know what you want to call it. You just want to call it a, 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 a warehouse. I don't know. I don't know what you want to call it. And I like my unsafe friends because, like, we always end up having conversations. Like, they already know if they call me, we're going to talk about Jesus. Like, point blank, that's, we're going to talk about it. And that's where I've been lately. And I think it's good because you get to exercise your faith. You get to stay sharp on, you know, what you've learned so far. And you don't know how you talking to them about Jesus or about whatever the conversation is from a Christian perspective could possibly push them into salvation or push them into um, getting more serious with their walk with Christ. So that's another reason I like, it. you know, we I have fun with them. But at the same time, it's like they already know I'm a call up. We gonna call like, mm-hmm. I, got a question. I heard this. What you think about this? I, I'm gonna give my opinion. Oh, I never saw it that way. Wow, I see it differently now. And like I said, you don't know how that one 10 to 15 minute conversation could impact them or just help them to see things differently. Whereas with kingdom citizens, I feel like sometimes um, I haven't experienced it personally, but I see where it's like people have this like Bible match where, oh, let me let me show how much I know about God. Let me show let me show y'all how holy I am. Y'all, I cast out right. seven demons today. Oh, I cast out 10. Who cares? Like, you know, I feel like, you know, I just I prefer to be around people who are where I've been, um, who are um, where I'm trying, you know, like people who want to be better, places where I've come through. Like I'd rather talk to them and help them through because I feel like I'm doing more that way. I'm chilling with my kingdom friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to okay so talking about how they can act holy and out and to me personally just because I think a lot of times people feel as though if they're um, living for Christ or they're just serious like they don't drink or they're not doing these things that that automatically makes them a kingdom citizen I don't believe that because I feel like if you're walking around here holier than thou like I don't even want to be your friend either and I don't I'm not gonna call you I'm not gonna call you a kingdom citizen because I just feel like you're being like the Pharisees and the religious folks like you know what I mean like if I if I'm like speaking to you or if I'm talking to you having a conversation with you and it's always on some you you're looking down on others or you have this holy than now mindset like you never fall or you know grace you don't need grace like <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I don't see you as a kingdom citizen for real. You know what I mean? Like, I see you as a church friend. Like, and I feel like there are church friends, there are church people that are either one, they really wild in, or two, they really like act holier than thou and like are like the Pharisees and just religious. So I still consider these holier than thou people church, church friends, church folks. I, I agree. Because you're just going through the motions, you know what I mean? And then also as a kingdom citizen, we have to remember that we didn't really make it out of anywhere. Like granted, we are now entering, you know, God's presence. Like we have that relationship with God. Of course, we're going to be made new. But what I'm saying is you still going to go through the same things that the church felt going through too. Like we all go through the same stuff. So, you, and I feel like for the longest, I felt the same way long. I was like, man, they just holier than now. They just think that every, you ask them how they doing. Oh, I am blessing. It's like, okay, okay. Oh, how like, are you doing? How are you doing? Because a lot of times you'll answer like that. I'm blessed and highly favored, but really you're miserable. You're upset. You just oh. got in a, a whole cursing fight with somebody. You know what I mean? Like all this other stuff going on, but yet you a kingdom citizen. And I'm not judging anybody because we all have these fleshly moments. That's inevitable. But what I am saying is that we have to be very transparent and real about those moments. Like if you know you're a kingdom citizen, I'm a kingdom citizen myself. We all are. But at the end of the day, I have my, my fleshly moments. I had one this week and I had to go repent. And guess what? My church friends would never call me holier than thou because I would tell them straight up, like, listen, y'all, now that was not me being my best self. But here's what God told me in response to that. This is how I was able to reflect. This is what I got from God's word. This is what God told me. You know what I mean? And from there, I know how to better myself. I know how to do go going forward. And that's the difference between a kingdom citizen and somebody in the church building. You know what I mean? Like we all get in the same word, but it's what we do with that word. Um, so you can't just think that, oh, yeah, I done made it out. And God just, oh, 
so my the favor of the lord is falling upon me yeah it might be it just might be but honey listen let's be real too because we can lose souls by being fake and that's what that's not a kingdom citizen jesus was never fake he was very real about what was up he knew that judas was gonna betray him he knew but he still listen i'm gonna tell you straight up this is what you're gonna do but I'm still not gonna treat you no type of way. And we the same type of, we, we the same thing. You know what I mean? We know flesh is flesh. We know what's gonna happen. We know people aren't gonna always have our best interest in mind. But at the end of the day, we still gotta be like, hey, I still have love for you. You need something from me, you down, whatever the case is, I'm here for you. If I mess up, I apologize. It's okay to say sorry. Did y'all know that? It's okay to say sorry. And I feel like all these things make up a true friend, a true kingdom friend. But anything less than that, you just playing. You just playing. Going through the motions and just calling somebody something and attaching them to you with no true purpose. No true purpose. Um. <laughs> amen. Be transparent. My dad says, "If you're unable to make a disciple out of the believers, you are not a kingdom citizen." Facts. Period. And that's and that's people, people. And that's what I'm saying. Like people would get it twisted, and that's why I'm so like like strong or so adamant about being a kingdom citizen. Like literally my, my shirt says, I, I don't do church. I am the church. Right. And it's a big difference where, um, and just because, you know, people are calling scriptures all day, every day, don't make them a kingdom citizen. Uh, I'm not talking to these people. <laughs> right. So, um, definitely someone who is walking with, um, that understands grace, that understands, People like Lafayette was say, saying, like sometimes he feel as though um sometimes they're not in touch with world, they're not in touch with with humanity, right? Like these are not the people that we try to associate ourselves with because I don't feel like they're really truly kingdom citizens. And Monica, you brought up Jesus, like Jesus was really in touch with humanity. He was really in touch with the people that he was walking with, right? Um, he's seen him, he's seen them at the same level, right? And I feel like as a true kingdom citizen, right, that's how we should walk. That's how we should be like. Um, and so I guess we already covered like does every bro and brother and sister in Christ have to be your friend? And we we all established that was enough, right? Mm -hmm. I love you, I love y'all, pray for you, but it doesn't mean you have to be my friend. And I feel like a lot of people get caught up. And oh, mm -hmm. I remember, um, I remember like watching this video, and it was like talk, it was like like a Santana's like they were like they were just saved or whatever they used to be like Santana's and stuff like that and they were saying how like the like the devil or whatever they worship like they would literally commission them um they would literally like give them a mission to go into the churches and like befriend the church people like and literally they would literally take their souls like you know what i mean so not to scare anybody not trying to scare you but literally your discernment has to be on like on key because there are people that are assigned to the church that are probably assigned to they look good right we talk about um she uh sheep and wolves clothing or wolves, wolves and sheep's clothing right they look good they sound good but they could really be sent from hell like they could really be sent from hell for me and i don't want to scare you but again discernment discernment not everybody in church okay it's supposed to be your friend and not everyone in church is a kingdom citizen Yes, um, and I think it's important that we try to pay attention to the two because you may have people who are asking, well, how do I really know who's who just by, you know, being in association with them for, you know, while I'm in church? And it's important to know that it's simply just just watch. Sometimes we do a lot of talking, but sometimes we just need to sit back and listen. Just sit back and listen to the conversation. Sit back and watch how how do they carry themselves. And it's not judgmental. That's not judgmental. That's just seeing who you about to present yourself to. You about to open your heart up to this person. Listen, you don't want to let just anybody in. I don't care if they're in the church or not. I really don't. Listen, I'd rather meet somebody on the street and let them in and really see somebody that's loyal, see somebody that's caring, compassionate, than just because you're in the church, I automatically assume that you you possess those characteristics. So you need to sit back, listen, watch, and God will give you that discernment. He will begin to show you who they truly are, their true characters. Because sometimes just because in the church, they're not meant to be your friend, but maybe you're supposed to minister to them. Maybe that was your purpose in their life. Maybe that's why you were there, sitting next to them in church. When they say reach over to your partner, maybe it's like, hey, girl, let's go out at church. Maybe it's simply, how are you doing today? How are you truly feeling? What's going on with you today? Let's have that conversation. Or maybe they made a comment 
Well, let's dig into that. Don't just let them make the comment and move on and say, well, you have a good day. Dig into that. Well, what did you mean by this? How, how, how did you come to that conclusion? Why do you feel like that's justified? Why do you feel like that's okay? Maybe that's your per that your purpose in their role in their life. Maybe it's not just so you could be their friend. And I feel like a lot of us, we just so excited. We just hop on the friend bag wag. I just need people. I just need people. And I think social media makes us think that that's okay. That it's cool. We look for followers and we look for people to, you know, you know, get on this bandwagon with us, but everybody not meant to be on your bandwagon. What you do on social media, that's not how you're supposed to really do it in real life. Like, I'm not going to have a hundred friends just in my close circle. I'm not. I'm just not. First of all, I can't monitor all y'all. And I need to make sure whoever's in my circle is legit. So, yeah. And to that whole discernment thing, because I was, I would, God would show me things about people. And I'm like, oh, let me go tell my friends what God said. Because, oh, that person is grimy. That person is blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And I heard something that's clear as clear day today. And God was like, when I tell you something, it's not for me to you for you to go tell everybody. It's for you to pray about. I'm showing you something so that you can pray about to get clarity on it. So after God shows you something or gives you, uh, he allows you to discern something, ask God what he's talking about. Because maybe you don't understand it or maybe you understand it at face value and it's nothing like what God was trying to show you. So, you know, don't just start going around. Oh, I discern. I don't need to talk to you no more. No, talk to God about that thing. Yeah. Like, See what he's talking about. Maybe God has a specific place in that person's life that he wants you to target or he's preparing you to target. So like, yeah, we talk about church friends, but we can easily as kingdom citizens slip right back into that church. Yep. friend thing. Oh, God, show me this. Don't y'all talk to them. No, that's not how that works. Mm -hmm. God didn't tell you that. God didn't tell you that. That's like prophesying on somebody. Oh, and the Lord told me to tell you. Listen, if God didn't tell you that, close your mouth. Just, just don't even say it. Don't even say it. Just um, Jasmine mentioned see God about friendship as well and watch the fruit and that's good you said that Jasmine because when Monica was speaking I like wrote that down to talk about that because we're talking about um like discernment and seeking out for discernment and how how do I know who is who how do I know who's in front of me how do I know if this is truly a kingdom citizen how do I know if there's truly a godly person a godly connection their fruits right? Their fruits. What are their fruits looking like? What fruits are they bearing? Are there any fruits on their tree? And that, some people, that probably went over somebody's head, but those of you what, who know, you know. What are the fruits? What are the fruits? What Love, are the fruits? Love joy, yeah. self-control, <laughs> kindness, long peace, suffering. patience, long-suffering. Love. Kindness. Yep. All, the, all, all fruits of the spirit. Right. Fruits of the spirit. So, or what fruits are they bearing? How are they with their actions? Because a lot of people can talk a good talk, right? But actions speak louder than words. So, I mean, you sound convincing. Your hallelujah sound okay. Like, you seem to know when to say amen, but what, what are your actions like outside of church? How do you talk to your family, right? How do you talk to your other friends? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so those, paying attention to the actions. Sometimes like, we're not going to say Sometimes we're so quick to talk. Sometimes we're so quick to just want a friend because we're feeling lonely. Maybe we're in a new city and it's like, well, God, give me some friends. And the first person we meet at church, we just, you know, come shoulder to shoulder with. And I know for me, like personally, um, like when I left from college and I came back or whatever, I was like, God, just send me some like godly friends. Like, like I just need to like, just, you know, godly community here and stuff like that. And you know, I've been here for like a year and some change, almost two years in, <laughs> but you know, at the same time, like God had to tell me that just because they're not physically in your city does not mean I don't have a godly community because I have y'all, we're not in the same city, but I mean, if we need to meet up, you know, we're going to set a time. We're going to meet up. We're going to be intentional. Like Lafayette was saying um, earlier, like being intentional. So, you know, I just can't, you know, sometimes like these godly friends are not going to just be so convenient. Like they might be intentional. You might have to drive a little bit. You might have to pick up your phone and actually communicate with them and make sure FaceTime and things like that. So, you know, to the people that might move to a new city and you're looking for friends, I mean, Maybe this it just but I'm talking for my season because maybe God just didn't need that. Maybe it would have served as a distraction for me. But if you truly see God for godly friends and, and godly um counsel, I truly believe He's gonna send it to you. Like He's gonna put them in your path, right? Um, and then talking about uh Monica was mentioning like, you know, maybe you were called to minister to them. And so I want to talk about the, the different types of 
relationships because I feel like people get it confused too many times where they think because we have some type of connection that we're supposed to be friends. And so they start maybe being too vulnerable or telling them a little bit too much. And that might not have been the assignment. That might not have been what God wanted. So I want to talk about that a little more, um, like the different types of relationships. Y'all want to continue? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an acquaintance. You have acquaintances. Right. You know, we have but... acquaintances. We have the people that um, we're called to mentor. Right. Um, we have the people that maybe serve as a mentor in our lives. Um, we have um, the people that are the, are true or our, our counsel. Right. Because it, it, it talks about that in Proverbs, how we need to have or we need to see godly counsel. Right. That wise counsel. Right. So we may have the, those people that may serve in our lives as wise counsel. So they might not be the, that person that you call every day to check up on. Right. But when you need advice, when you need wisdom, when you're like, OK, you know, God is saying this. I need that wise counsel. I need those people praying for me. This is who you go to. Right. And so I feel like um, we confuse that a lot of times and then we get hurt. Right. Because maybe someone was assigned to you as a mentee and you're supposed to be their mentor and you confuse that relationship and thought it was like a mutual friendship type of relationship. And so maybe you find yourself, you know, you're telling them this you're telling them that and they're not showing up for you the way you're showing up for them or they're not giving you the advice that you're looking to receive that you've been giving to them. Right. And so if we don't understand the relationships that were assigned to us or the relationships that we're in, we can get it confused and then be hurt. Right. Um, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. And so um, I know someone asked that question and they were just like the different types of um, relationships and it's very important that you, again, ask God for discernment. God, you sent this person in my life or this person is in my life. What role is this? Is it a mutual friendship? Is it, am I a mentor? Are they a mentee? Like, what is this relationship? So that way we know how to maneuver. That way we know how to walk. That way we know what to do. That way we know how to conduct ourselves within that friendship. Um, but yeah, so you may have someone right now that you're like, well, dang, every time they need me, I'm there. They're calling me on the phone for advice. But when it's time for me to ask for advice, they're nowhere to be found. Maybe that was just a mentor. Like maybe that was a mentee. Sorry. Maybe you were the mentor and they were a mentee. Right. And so you need to understand the distinctions. Absolutely. Yes. Wisdom there. Um, so then talking about that, I had a question. Hold on. So, um, so then we we're talking about we talked about like church friends we talked about kingdom citizens kingdom friends godly friendships so um i believe that in order to be you know for it to be a godly friendship that means that person is a great friend right or they strive to be a great friend so my question is is uh, being a great friend taught or is it innate it depends on your background um if you come from a loving family you know how to show love in a healthy way. If you come from a broken family, same thing. So I definitely think that at some point we have to take responsibility for whatever happened to us and we have to make a decision on who we want to be. So I definitely think that you can learn how to be a good friend, just how you can come from a healthy family and you can be a terrible friend. You know, It's a decision that you make, I believe, on what kind of friend or person you want to be. Okay. I think as um, believers and followers of Christ, we all have the capability of being good friends, but it's just a matter of us choosing that and also being taught. You have to learn how to do it, too, um, even when it comes down to receiving that discernment from Christ. And you also have to know Christ. You have to be a friend of God, you know, like let, allow God to be a friend, your friend first. And I think from there, you'll really, truly learn how to be a true and a great friend because you'll begin to realize that when I need God, he's always there. So that's where you get that loyalness from, you know, that loyalty from when, you know, I I feel like I'm not being loved. God is always going to show you that he's always going to send somebody. You know what I mean? Like he always is going to give you that. So then you begin to learn how to show love. Like the fruits of the spirit comes from God. And we know that a true friend, a kingdom citizen is going to display those fruit. So like, you know, if you learn how that is supposed to look, then you'll be able to portray that and be that friend. I agree. Um, now I do think some of it is common sense. Like for me as a, I'm not going to tell my friend business. 
I'm going to be there for them. I'm going to support them unconditionally after I tell them the truth. And that's how it's going to work. Like I, I feel like to that point, those are basics. Like I think there are other things that you have to learn, but it's just being a decent person, I feel like, you know. All right, so I guess it kind of ties on being a decent, decent person. Um, and I, I, I feel like, you know, with being a great friend, like Lafayette said, like to a, a certain extent, we kind of have like morals or we have somewhat of an understanding of what's wrong and right, what's good and bad. Um, and but then when we go the next, like the next level of talking about like godly friendship or good, being a godly friend or being a you know kingdom friend, um, I definitely believe that is taught. I definitely believe that you literally have to be humble. Like you literally have to die to your flesh um, to truly be like a great kingdom friend to someone. Like I've like had plenty of times where like people will call me or they'll ask me questions and I'll literally be like, like the Samantha would want to respond, right? Like, I'm like, what? Like, what do you, like whatever, you know? I'd be quick to respond, like, you know, based off Samantha, what Samantha has to say. I literally have to be like, okay, God, literally let me die to my flesh because I know what I have to say, if it's gonna be flesh, it's not gonna bring life, right? Is it might be holy. I may, I may, I may have good intentions, um, but it might still come out, and that might not be what they need to hear, right? So sometimes I truly have to be like, okay, God, let me take my cross right now because this person is leading me or this person is asking me for whatever advice, and truly like die to my flesh because I know that when I'm speaking from the spirit, it's gonna bring life, right? So mm -hmm. although I may have good intentions and I think I may know what to say doesn't mean it's the right thing to say at that at that right time right so i really feel like to be um a great friend or a kingdom friend you literally got to die to your flesh like you really do and that takes intentionality yeah and you also have to know who you are um like i can't be a good friend to somebody else if i don't even know how to value myself so like if i don't know how to love myself how can i go out there and truly love somebody else i just can't i can't give somebody more than i'm giving myself and i think a lot of us need to take a step back because for so long we've always been so apt on i need friends i need people i need to be in communication with people and I, although that is true um you also have to know how to step back and really take a look about on yourself and just look internally and see what are some things what are some areas that i need to work on and what Within myself so that way I can truly be beneficial and be a great friend to somebody else mm -hmm. so true um, Jasmine says taught we all receive and give love differently um, as we learn from each other and grow individually friendships can grow mm -hmm. hi Holly. Holly says or maybe practiced that has been the experience I've had not all lessons are for all friends that's true that's good. Um, I agree, Todd, as well. We learn from others, the word, et cetera. Hey, Keila. Keila says, even for myself, I would look up to people when I first started my walk because I wanted to know the right things and learn from spiritually mature believers. And that's good. Like, the more practice, and that's that's really good, too, um, when she meant even, or maybe even practice because, you know, you might have had, like, a maybe you had a friendship that was just, like, it really tested your buttons or it really, like, you really needed to humble yourself or you really you realize you realize you had a lot of peace. You had a lot of grace. You had a lot of patience. It was testing your patience. And so here you come into another relationship with another friend and you realize, man, I learned patience in that last one. Right. So it, I practiced that. And now I can, you know, use patience in this situation. Um, so definitely taught um, practice um, and like Lafayette said, some of the basic the basics of it as well, where we know good or wrong. We know bad um bad from wrong and, and good from right um or y'all know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> i literally repeated this in the same way y'all know what i was trying to say um, we have, uh, three minutes left um and i right, really i feel like we covered pretty much everything like do you guys have any questions talking about church friends godly friends godly relationships Glad we covered pretty much the gist. I hope that um, those of you who like wanted this conversation, that your answer, your questions were answered um, um, with this conversation. But any y'all got anything else to say? Um, I just say be aware of yourself and your motives and intentions because you can easily go from kingdom citizen or you know a truly a person that truly loves God to a church friend in a minute. Like it doesn't take long. So. Just be aware, be very cognizant of what you do. Like we throw that intentional word out there, but it's 
it goes across the board for everything. Be very intentional. Like sometimes shut your mouth. Just be quiet. If you know you ain't got nothing good to say, hush. Be quiet. Like, you know, or if you got all that good stuff, like just be aware. Be aware of what you're doing and your actions and how they could possibly impact impact someone's life. That's good. That's good. I just say be okay with shifting your circle. Um, you know, just because y'all have been, you know, friends for so long or you've been in that relationship for so long, if God is telling you to let it go or whatever he's asking you to do, do it. Okay. If you don't feel like the answer is clear, continue to pray about it. Continue to seek God's face about it. Um, because those, some of those people in your life, they can't hold you back. And I'm just saying that because there were some friendships that I had to let go of. And if I didn't, I wouldn't be in the position that I am to end today, even though, you know, we were, friends at a point in my life that was what that was for and do i still reach out to them today make sure they're good check on them you know take care of them if they need something absolutely i didn't just shut them off or cut them off from my life but i did have to kind of shift my circle and focus my direction in the area where god was taking me versus where he brought me from Mm -hmm. i agree um and then i don't know i just feel in my heart right now like maybe somebody's gonna watch this or they're watching it right now and they're just like Great. Here's another one. At this point, I don't need no friends because, you know, I had these friends. I was looking for church friends. Now y'all are telling me the church friends are bad. You know what? I just don't want no friends. Okay. And that's not, that's not what we're saying because obviously I truly believe that God loves community. Like I, I'm sure that's why he made um, Eve. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not for us to be alone. It's not for us to just be on the journey by ourselves. Like community is necessary, right? Friends are important. So it's not like don't have any friends. We're telling you um, to have discernment, right? And to really see it for what it is and to not be influenced by these so-called church friends that you meet at church that are still looking like the world, but y'all are just in a common building, right? And so that's what we're saying. Like, definitely have friends. You need friends. You need that godly counsel. You need that um, that godly um, wise counsel, the wisdom and stuff like that from mature seasoned believers or even from people who are new in Christ, like y'all need to be together. I feel like God ordains relationships. He ordains friendships and you just need to know, God, is this an ordained one or am I their friend because it was convenient? All right. And I just want to say one last thing, you know, with these conversations with friends, we don't want it to come off as like this overwhelming process, but we want you guys to understand that when you do follow Christ, God is trying to make you your best self. He is trying to make sure that you walk into everything that he has for you. And with that comes uncomfortability. You're not going to always be comfortable and it's going to require you to shift. It's going to require you to make some changes. It's going to require you to do some things in your life if you truly want uh, the manifestation of what God has for you. And that comes from the relationship you know, what that looks like, who you're around, friendships. Uh, last week, we were talking about Holy Bohorny. Like, it comes with all of those things. And, you know, if you're anything like me, when I when I was back in the world, I was like, I don't even want to engage in that because God asking for too much. But I promise you it's worth it. You know, you can just look at us, you know, and kind of see where we are. And the thing about it is God is still, you know, doing things in our lives. It's going to take us even further. And imagine what he can do for you. Um, and just know that, you know, your growth process and where you are right now, it's a testament to somebody else. Somebody is looking up to you like, wow, if God can do it in their life, he can do it in mine. So just continue to make this journey, continue to walk this walk, um, fight this fight. Um, it will be worth it in the end and not just in the end, but also as you are just progressing and you're just moving from one step to another um, and just know that it is going to pay off. It is worth it and that you are not alone in this. Um, there are kingdom citizens out there, whether you met them or not, they are there. We are here, um, you know, and if you just need somebody to reach out to, it is very important that you are in community with kingdom citizens. So we're just saying that don't think that, you know, those church friends are it. There is more out there, um, better for you out there, people out there that are going to truly be that advocate for you, people that are going to lift you up, people that are going to instill a word in you that you need in order to keep going. Because life is hard. If you see what's going on around us, man, it's crazy. And this is not something that you want to do by yourself. You don't want to go through life by yourself. So make sure that you are surrounding yourself with people that are going to support and uplift you. That's what it is. That's what it is. All right. Um, so I saw Danny said this is good. And he was like, everybody can't go with you to the next level. It's hard. It sounds bad. It sounds like, why would God want that? But it's so true. It just, it was for a season. Like Holly said, sometimes for seasons or levels. 
only uh, very few are always at the same pace. Very true. Amen. All right, guys. Um, so an hour has come, and so you know, we we only try to stay for just an hour, make it an hour talk. Um, definitely, we will have another live October thirty first, I believe. Um, and so if you have any topic suggestions, like this one, I was like, I don't know where. But everybody kind of was talking about this, friendships and stuff like that. So hopefully it was a helpful conversation. But if you have a suggestion, um, any topic suggestion that you just want to have a conversation about, I really love tonight that you guys are on and you guys are commenting and you guys were engaging with the conversation. Um, that really lets me know that it was needed and y'all were um, gaining, um, hopefully gaining um, wisdom from it. But October 31st will be our next conversation. So if you have any suggestions of topic, be sure to um, give it to me any type of way. You can comment it on here or send me a DM um, or whatever. Holly says, so love your talks. Really good stuff. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on and commenting. Mm -hmm. All right, um, so let's go ahead and close out in prayer. Um, actually, yeah, okay, we, we did go an hour. Who wants to close out for y'all? I got it. Okay. Yeah, I Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, God, we just thank you so much for just allowing us to come together again for another um, conversation with friends. Um, Lord, we just thank you, Lord God, for just allowing us to be able to speak on something that can be so sensitive, something that can maybe be seen as broad, but you see it as specific and you see it as mandatory. You see it as um, what can be ordained, God. And we just thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to have the wisdom to even speak on this, God. Um, and you know all of our hearts. You know every situ everyone's situation, Lord God. I just pray, Lord God, that this conversation was able to minister to someone's heart. Maybe they're going through something right now with a friendship, or maybe they're, you know, wanting to take you seriously, but they don't have that godly community, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you will hear their cries. I pray, that God, that you will hear their heart, God. I pray, Lord God, that you will hear their prayers, Lord God. And I pray for the godly community Lord God, that they are requesting you for, that they are asking you for, that they are seeking you for, God. And I just pray, Lord God, that um, that we that they were able to understand, um, that they were able to gain wisdom, that they were able to gain understanding um, on this topic of friendships, God. I pray for discernment. I pray for wisdom for us all. Um, and we just thank you in Jesus' name. I pray, Amen. Amen. All right, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will see you next time. All right, we love you. Bye. <laughs>